This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Everybody right now caught in the jostle for space in the race trying to keep up with the pace, but the space round cram. Everybody is yeah, jamming, 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 jamming for a better life, a better way of living. In the meantime, simple things we forgetting, like how to say good morning, morning, neighbor, morning, neighbor. Good morning, neighbors. Six minutes after the hour is six o'clock on this, the 27th day of September. And last Tuesday for the month and the year. How you guys doing? Good? Got a good rest? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on the Power Breakfast Show on Power 102 Digital. We got a Richard's Twins in this morning. Paul Richards, he's in. Richard Rogobar is in. He's in. We got another R in the house. That's Ruben. He's there somewhere. Thank goodness my name has no R's in it. My name is Steve Kahn. We'll keep you company until 9 o'clock this morning. Pack show for you as usual. Pack show as usual. Well, let's see what traffic is like. It's heavy this morning coming in. Yep, it is. San Fernando, I got no problems. From Coover, heading towards Sugargonas, you've got traffic. And as you pass the Sugargonas main road, you're going to slow up again. Volume towards the CRH, all right? Going to Santa Rosa and Maloney towards Piaco, Trin City towards Yui. Eastern main road, going to Barima Old Road and Takarigo, and of course, Makoya. Volume again heading into the capital. Yeah. Let's see. And late risers out in the west. I got nothing to tell you about. But let's use an as hello's first thing this morning. No idea where Kenny is, but Trev Trev, you're up first this morning from Arima. Followed by Godzilla. Ray Ray out in West Palm Beach, Florida. 1241. You guys don't sleep. You and Miss Ingrid get line. Good morning to you, Ms. Ingrid. Good morning to you, Oliver Man Warren. DJ Ray in Delaware, good morning. Ms. Maloney Dudu, what's going on? DPA, what's happening? Maria Marva. Peter and Judy locked on in Charlotte. CJ from New York, good morning to you. 
Miss Ingrid says, good morning, Ruben. All right. I just some hellos that we got here. All right. Let me bring the guy in. So let's say good morning. Going out to Paul Richards. What's happening, my friend? Good morning, Steve Kahn. I'm just going to say paging Paul Richards. Paging Paul Richards. Well, um, this is the morning I'll be here. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the whole week. <laughs> well, it's an easier morning for me here. Yeah, day after the budget. Mm. Had to bite my tongue there. I, I wasn't going to say anything there. <laughs> good morning, Steve. I did. And everyone else listening. Yeah. Uh, good morning to you all. Hope you're having a good morning so far. It is Tuesday, the 27th of September. Mm-hmm. And of course, the day after much of the Holly Baloo. Well, the, the budget in Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. So as we predicted, or as I predicted, the budget is larger than last year. Not surprised there. Yeah. $7.685 billion. Uh, as opposed to last year's uh, budget of 52.429. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy that education and training got the largest, which is any progressive country should be really training themselves out of and educating themselves mm-hmm. into the future mm-hmm. but it's, again it's about how it's spelt spent how it's uh, distributed and uh the plan for how we're investing that training budget and education budget but i'm really happy that we're going down that road uh and national security for the first time in decades has fallen to number three in the allocate allocations uh which is a good thing to me because it's not about spending more money in, in national security. It's about spending the money smarter. We're deploying the money, the resources okay. much more eff- effectively. Mm-hmm. And health uh, is has gotten the second largest share, which is also an indication of the, what's the word? The need for the country to look at its health status, yeah. particularly non-communicable diseases. Uh, and get healthier. Yeah. To, to reduce the health burden because a lot of that health money is really about unhealthy lifestyles. Don't look at me that way. I didn't look at you anyhow, sir. I saw but you. you I, I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, that you that you jump out yourself. <laughs> but in, in a serious, in a, in a really serious conversation, yes. A large part of that huge health allocation is because we are we're becoming a very unhealthy country. billion dollars and a lot of it as the minister of health and his predecessor dr Fuad khan has said is because we are an unhealthy country Mm -hmm. and we're becoming more and more unhealthy because of our eating habits and our sedentary lifestyles not i'm not trying to introduce to you all of us generally we need to do a lot better yes yes no we do you know Uh, national security 5.798 and works and transport 3.748. Well, I'm not surprised at that also because this country is in dire need of infrastructural upgrade. Yeah, boy. No kidding. In dire need of infrastructural upgrade. Right? Uh, as predicted also, a little increase. Well, a lot to some, but a little increase in premium and super gasoline. Yeah. $1 each and 50 cents diesel. The Minister of Finance said they kind of moderated the increase in diesel because of the obvious knockoff impact on 
other sectors and mm. uh, we're already in an inflationary cycle now so but uh i will tell you i looked at the budget it's not i ain't seen nothing innovative i am really happy with training and education i was going to ask for 100 million to from the remedial uh because of the the living loss but, but the, the, and i was really going to ask for 100 million but 50 million is a good start it's not about how they deploy it anything mm -hmm. but i haven't seen anything new innovative and and a budget is just a projection as we all know um the i'm really surprised that the revenue projection is 56.175 billion dollars which means we are according to this projection closing the deficit which the government had promised but uh will that materialize it hasn't in the last couple of years of the minister's presentations so i don't know that we're going to get 56.175 billion dollars in revenue i know a lot of this is pegged on the energy commodity prices remaining where they are but they are no guarantee of that but uh, to be fair the experts are not uh projecting that war in russia ukraine that russia ukraine war to end anytime soon so in a conservative way he's not off by pegging the, the the gas price where he pegged it because that that situation is not going to uh resolve itself anytime soon mm -hmm. and uh because of that we will continue seeing the the buoyant energy prices uh he did say that they have a lot of plans to fix the uh the gas production levels we heard that before so we'll see how it goes so now i guess the pundits pundit and the pontificators pontificate and we will have a few of them moving forward yeah of course on the program this morning we'll hear from um, mr mariana brown and um, we'll hear from mr george up this morning we'll hear what they have to say as they weigh in uh i just one of the concerns i have with budgets over the years is and i've said it over and over there is no and, and that was a long presentation that presentation started at 1.30. Well, it started about 1.45, right? Mm -hmm. And ended up just at about 5.40, thereabouts, you know? So it was a long presentation, an over-four presentation. And I've lamented over the years that there's not a lot of focus, not, not only in this government, eh? in, the, in past administrations also, on telling us okay these are the main initiatives you outlined in last year's budget these are the, these are the projections you had in last year last year's budget give us a sense of what was accomplished and what wasn't accomplished you know yeah. true, um true. there was a lot of uh focus from minister ember on government's management of the of the economy as he should but there's so many projects that were outlined in the last seven years and budget after budget 
the minister comes and we don't get a sense of okay you said you're going to do x y z you projected the this marina this port you projected this amount of infrastructure mm -hmm. upgrade and they have done a lot of infrastructure upgrade to be fair there's a lot more to be done but give us a sense of what has been accomplished you know mm, you're right you know but because that's the only way we can know if the if your projections last year were uh achieved and if they won't achieve why there may be really really credible reasons why we're just coming out of a, of a pandemic uh the projected revenue the projected deficit uh the the management of the debt we, we do get an analysis a, a critique or a critical analysis of the last year's running of the economy in terms of what you projected last year the the if if the initiatives in agriculture worked how many picked it up you had a lot of information about uh renewables and moving to that last year too there were incentives for people doing that you had uh in incentives for people in the ict realm how much did that work if people didn't pick it up if you did an analysis of why people didn't pick it up if if it is that they, they are risk averse if it is that it's still not enough in terms of of the facilitating environment for people to move into that realm do an analysis of what you projected what would so we will get a sense of how fast we're moving ahead and if there were obstacles that we could deal with them. alas he did mention we, we're going to finally do a national census which is long needed to give us a sense of where we are and i like the initiative i must commend the government on the the gate initiative where they're focusing on persons becoming eligible for gate in tech in the tech rock areas and you can matriculate from some other areas if you're doing well into gate eligibility so i think those are very good initiatives you know i'm an education junkie and i think a lot of what he discussed in education is needed at this time um i don't know that we are doing enough to keep those people here because we're spending billions of and billions and billions of, on education but are there the requisite jobs that keep to keep those people here because i know scores of people who've been educated at the postgraduate level who have just left i mean i know i personally know about 40 50 people who have left wow in the last two years two three years just left just packed up and i gone families individuals because they just can't get the jobs here and they don't see their lives moving in the direction given the kind of time they've they've put into in educating themselves sometimes at the cost of the state because this country is one of the few countries in the world commendably that still you could get uh almost free tertiary level education if you meet certain benchmarks which is really i don't think we, i don't think we understand how huge that is here because we take it for granted that well every no you go around the world and ask people if the government is paying for them you, get a, you might get a scholarship but I mean, carte blanche, so meeting a particular benchmark and going to a university, that is, that is out unheard of in other countries. That's why this, you hear so much about student debt in the UK and the, UK and the US yes. and yeah. the, around the world because they have to pay for your education. We have continued to invest in GATE over the years, which is very commendable and commendably in this budget. A lot of focus had, has now been placed on on making the criteria for gate a little more diverse gate eligibility a little more diverse which is really commendable you know so we will see how it goes uh as we said the pundits will, will pundify 
my word. Dear Wills. And, um, but we really need to do a lot more um, soul searching to find the solutions to crime in this country. We are in a really bad state. And I, I mean, I'm glad they realized clearly, philosophically at least, that spending a way out of crime, pouring more and more money into, into national security is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Pouring money, I've said it for years. If you don't pour well, it into that, right. you're going to pour it into national security. So we, we're making the shift. Not that we haven't poured a lot into education, into putting the money into education as opposed to national security, because that's the never-ending cycle. If you if you don't educate people, if they don't have a legitimate means to feed themselves at a certain age, they're going to end up in criminal hands. Not that some of them wouldn't anywhere, but you have a higher possibility of them not doing that if you provide the education. But not only the education, you have to provide jobs for them. And the unemployment situation in this country is not pretty. And I'm not talking about, yes, there are a lot of jobs out here. There are a lot of, um, I don't want to use the word low level. There are a lot of uh, minimum wage type jobs or just above minimum wage type jobs. But when you p- people go to university or they train themselves in a particular area, uh, they're not necessarily looking for a minimum wage kind of job. And there are people with degrees mm-hmm. and postgraduate degrees out there who have been on the breadline for years after graduating. Mm-hmm. So I, while I applaud the government for clearly the philosophical thrust to continue educating and training this country's population, we need to create more jobs. Need to create more sustainable jobs. You know, work is not a work is not a work should be a right. You know, because you have to feed yourself and your family. Work is not a, a blah, you know. So um, you see how the um, the private sector responds to some of the initiatives in in the bourgeois uh, in terms of uh, stimulating the economy. A lot of emphasis had been placed by Minister Imbel on ICT and renewable energy. Um, I don't think we've moved at the pace that some of the Caribbean, other Caribbean countries have been moving. In particular, yesterday, comparison is Barbados again. Yes. Uh, with Yeah, but as I said yesterday, uh, but Barbados is really going through a tough time. People are going like a Barbados. Oh my God. Things are wonderful. Barbados. Barbados catching the skin more than Trinidad and Tobago. They have a charismatic leader, but they're really going through it. I have a nephew who lives in Barbados. They're going through it. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Mr. Ragabasing. Hi, right, good morning, guys. Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Good morning to our listeners. Where good morning, you Rich. Are. Uh, Condolences to the family and lots of friends of Robert Solomon who passed yesterday at 5 p.m. Oh, yeah. That was uh, yeah. In, I saw that um, in Florida, in Miami. This morning, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Richard yeah. and I were talking offline over the last couple of days uh, about his status, you know. We didn't, we wanted to be sensitive about clearly about um, disclosing his health status while he was going through a challenging time. Uh, he checked into a Miami hospital, or he was taken to a Miami hospital last week, Richard? Mid, mid, yeah, last week. Late last week. Uh, 
had two clots in his lungs and oh, no. was on a ventilator at a point. And then he came off the ventilator and was breathing on his own and doing better. But uh, sadly passed away yesterday at 5 p.m. He lived life to the fullest, so, you know. Yeah, he certainly did that. Because I remember well, was he up? was recently, he was recently, well, fairly recently robbed. Well, he had an incident where people um, tried to break into his van and rob him when he was he was in the van. Mm-hmm. That was a very harrowing experience. He talked about it on social media, and um, and I remember I reached out to him and I, you know, I was telling him because he was very despondent about it, mm-hmm. um, because you know, being robbed or violated in terms of. In it's a horrible experience. It's, it's, it's an experience it, it, that really can sometimes traumatizes your, you. You shatter your sense of um, your sense of of comfort and safety, a sense of who you are, because it gets you, you feel violated. It can make you lose your confidence. And especially, no, the, the violated, you see, Richard is right. It it changes you tremendously. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. It disturbs your equilibrium to a huge extent. Mm-hmm. Simple thing that people who have not been robbed at gunpoint take for granted. Because you don't get, you, you didn't go through that trauma. You just, the simplest thing, thing, like if somebody pulls up next to me over my shoulder, I still freeze, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a horrible experience. So, and he was an extremely good uh, decorator. And what is, what's the word? He could transform spaces very, very well. Yeah, he, he's the one who has transformed. For example, if you're... Private uh, Ryan's party. No, yeah, and, and Fatima's. Yeah, and, and he would Fatima's, transform um, space in the most Fatima's astounding Carnival way. Fete. He's the one who does yeah. all of the... the, the I remember in particular, Private Ryan's Fet about four years ago, where there was a Chinese theme. And he transformed that uh, St. Mary's ground into an astounding look of... Chinese umbrellas floating in the sky, you know? And he was really, really amazing at that. So uh, may he rest in peace and fly with the angels. Yep. Yeah, condolences to his yeah. friends and family, for sure. Yeah. So, of course, you know, we're talking about budget, Raghubar Singh, and, and we we're saying that we're happy. I'm happy that I was saying that I'm happy that a lot more is being directed to education and training. Uh, national security has fallen to third in terms of the, the allocation of 5.798 billion dollars which means that they, they understand that you can't pay your way out of crime you know yeah you had to educate and train you at the crime and change the mindset um national security is not about more money but better strategies and Who's better education. education and training followed by health okay then followed by national security and uh, works in transport 3.748 because of the infrastructure upgrades announced uh, public utilities 2.823 and rural development and local government 1.887 agriculture 1.33 and housing 0.974 billion uh, gas prices are going up a bit diesel prices are going up by 50 cents gas and super and premium by one dollar each not not nothing that they hadn't projected in the spotlight you know it kind of paved set the, the, the tone for what one could expect yesterday so what are the main projects they're planning to do in the ministry of works in time in terms of i know there's a 
secondary roads um, company that is being allotted, I think, $200 million. Um, and they are going to be dealing with secondary roads. I'm not so sure what the definition of a secondary road is because I assume all secondary roads would generally come under the respective regional corporation or borough city council. At least that's my thinking. I'm not sure. but I think that that may be the law. Secondary roads may naturally fall under rural development local government. But I think the, the issue needs to be about how we fixing the, the primary roads, which are well, that in, secondary roads company that they have set up with the two hundred million dollars. They said one hundred million from this budget. This well last well this fiscal, well last fiscal. Well, no, we are still in this fiscal. It ends on September thirtieth, and and for the fiscal coming for which the budget was ready yesterday, it's going to get another hundred million dollars. So they have two hundred million dollars in addition to which I think he said that they have increased allocations to local government bodies, meaning regional corporations, etc., um, to to deal with roads also. Um, so I'm not so sure it's all going to work, where the overlap is going to occur, because there's sure to be some overlapping. Um, so but not you have to wonder if, if just under $2 billion, given the state of the roads around the country, is going to be enough. Um, because this country is in a really yeah. bad way with the state of the roads, not only primary and secondary, every, I mean, every major area in this country is in, in dire need of, of infrastructure yeah, upgrade. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. Yes, I remember when I when I went to Cedrus and Carcass over the weekend, and of course you're navigating roads, and of course we used Google, which was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we just as bad. <laughs> Initially, because Google take you into all of these back roads. I went through Gandhi Village, Woodland, Los Barros, places in Trinidad I've never been to in my life. It's a good and then thing. End up in Heritage Petroleum Estate. Behind, behind, yeah. Going through that undulating road. Because it's going through that road in Heritage Petroleum and you are like virtually the only vehicle and rain is pouring. (laughs) Until um, Ricardo... The little petrol. Yeah, until Ricardo was driving and said, you know what, let's just get to Point because he grew up in Point. So you know the route. and so he got to point and he said, once we're in point, I know how to get to Cedrus. He said, I don't know why we followed Google. We should have just come to point and from point go to Cedrus. And then we went to Cedrus. But getting into Cedrus, Paul and Steve, there is a part in the road where there has obviously been some land slippage or something or the road has eroded. And so the road gets narrow. Only one vehicle can cross. And they put caution tape on both sides of the road as you navigated with your vehicle across the road but when you look down on either side it's like i don't want to exaggerate but it's like a 60 foot drop oh shoot on on either side and you're navigating this little piece of road and i'm saying but if this road was suddenly to collapse we trapped in cedras because it's the only entrance into cedras as far as i know wow and i'm like what the hell and i don't know that was unbelievable. It, 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 in other words, in crossing it, you're nervous. You're nervous because it's just a little caution tape, nothing to prevent you except a little piece of caution tape on either side. And it's a drop. It's not no slight little thing that you want to do. You can't it's stay in the Night can't catch you in the and you're passing back there. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can have to be on bright lights. <laughs> Night car catching, see, Which is just to show you that roads, and of course, they have other roads, you know, that you would have navigated, but it's Trinidad, so you go with the flow. But, but roads, yes. Yeah, but yeah, one it's point. A big eight, issue. It's a big issue. Seven billion. I haven't got any, I have to go and pick up the budget package today. The, 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 from my memory of the recurrent expenditure numbers in local government and rural government, because I mean, all these regional and city corporations have told you that the money that they get primarily pays for recurrent expenditure, salaries and administrative costs. So if you take out that from that, you only have about half a billion dollars or a little over half a billion dollars. You know? Yeah. And you see, they need to look at the inflated prices that they get to build a road eh, or to patch a road. Those well, prices, another, well, those prices another, are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, our cost per kilometer of, of, of road building, I, I don't think fears but them. Think about, think about anybody who is building now, Stephen Richard, they will tell you that building costs and material has gone up tremendously and yes. continues to go up. Yes. Because a lot of it is imported. And once it's imported, you have freight costs and the cost internationally. So I don't know how they doing a comprehensive, if that's the plan, because I'm presuming there's some kind of plan to upgrade because the prime minister has spoken about the level of, of, the, of deterioration of the infrastructure in the last couple of years that they had not been able to focus on because they had to divert a lot of the money to fighting COVID, which anybody could understand. No, no, hold up, press mm -hmm. the pause button there. Mm -hmm. Roads were bad even before COVID. Yes, but I'm saying that the, the the little maintenance, the little maintenance they were doing before Paul went to zero. Richards, I am not saying, I'm not disagreeing with you that it was so bad. Do not let the demands fall upon you this morning. Roads in Trinidad and Tobago. I am not saying no. always been bad and I've yes, always had to I agree with that. But what I'm saying is whatever little remedial work they were doing would have gone to zero during the pandemic. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're absolutely right. Rules are, they, they, we can't blame bad rules on the, on the pandemic. But what I'm saying, it went to zero. So it got even worse if that was possible. And I don't know that under $2 billion wouldn't fix that given the cost of running a, a rural development. But keep in mind also, uh, and that's something just dawned on me, that it may be that a lot of the uh, the projections for fixing those roads will come because he did speak about property tax and the linkages between property tax and local government bodies because the money is um, collected in a particular regional corporation district. It's supposed to go in part to upgrading the infrastructure in that district. That is the one of the 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 ambits of the lo the local government reform. So it may not be that you need all of this $1.887 billion, if that uh, property tax is initiative and done effectively, a lot of the money collected in the particular regional corporations should go toward that um, thing. Presuming the regional corporation running up in a, in a, in a, in a proper, proper way, which is a big presumption. Yeah. Because a lot of them regional corporation may run properly at all. What I, felt he what I felt he did mention with regard to the road network, at least I don't know if I missed it, was the issue of the uh, flyover by Macoya. 
because I no, think that's the I next. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, because that's supposed to be the next road work in terms of the east-west corridor mm-hmm. and the, and a big project, and it's a huge project. And I didn't hear him mention anything yeah. about regard to that or the financing of that. They talked about the, coming now. They talked about the Diggle Martin flyover. I'm not so sure what that flyover in Diggle Martin is about. I mean, I'm not from Western Trinidad, so I don't mm-hmm. know how that is going to ease traffic or whatever. Well, and I, know, and I don't know why it was a priority. Because it's the Prime Minister. It's Diggle you, Martin. I'm to you. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the traffic is something there. Yeah. That it was a priority, but I didn't. I can't think of anything being more of a priority than, than that east-west highway, yeah. which is a lot so, more clogged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more clogged. It's much more thousands of people. Not, not that Richard and mm-hmm. Steve, a flyover in Macquarie is going to alleviate the traffic because the traffic is still coming into one port of Spain. So you might go past that point faster. Yeah, but you're still getting to um, in the LC core area where it's going to clog up. But if you're leaving Diego Martin rich, that flyover... Coming, coming out of Port of Spain in the evening is going to be better for you. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're coming out of Diego Martin, right where that flyover is, you can make a U-turn to go back. So folks don't have to go down to Mukrapa Road to make a U-turn. You understand? Okay, that's, is that, that what it does? That, yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's what Dayton was telling me. Something like that. Okay. I, so even I'm just confused about Because you it. don't navigate those roads a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a little. You, you kind of don't have a sense of what it's going to improve. Yeah, I haven't been in Diego in a long time, yeah. so to visualize it, well, I, I, no, I've been in Diego Martin recently, but yeah. I, I just, but I mean, not since they did the ramp. Um, uh, but and I'm not so sure if it's open yet. I don't think it is. I don't think so, no. So I mean, but as far west as I generally get is usually if I'm going west mall or something. But um, but I've been into Diego recently too. I still live Diego at one point, huh? Really? In Diamond, in Diamond Vale. Ay, ay, ay. You're a man yeah. in Diamond Vale. Yeah, Cedras, Arima. As in Form 6. You're a man that gets around. So, so, that's, so, so that's some of the things with road networks. I mean, they, they mentioned some other projects. Um, like I, the I like the focus on renewable, but again, as we said earlier on, before you, you logged on, that you don't get a sense... I heard a lot of stuff as, as I, I, think I, to, I said this through this budget, as, as you know now. A lot of stuff I've been hearing in previous budget and back up in this budget and in the new budgets without any accountability about what was accomplished and what wasn't accomplished. We don't I ever just, get that kind of critique. I just assumed that nothing was accomplished. That's why it's No, bad. you can't assume that, man. That, that, that is unfair. Because the, the Tobacco, the Toco port was one, it, it featured. No, but those are the big ones. There's, there's several yeah. initiatives. If you go through each of the different sections, there's several initiatives always announced. I mean, the, the, the budget presentation can't identify all, but they identify the main ones. But even the ones they identify in previous budgets, you don't get a sense of heat that, that the minister, and it's not only this minister, I'm talking about previous administrations, it's not the practice to give us a sense of, compared to last year's announcements, what were the main things accomplished and what were not accomplished. Mm-hmm. And why you don't you don't get it? And this is not uh, exclusive to Minister Ember. It's happened over the years with different administrations. They come and they boast about what little they do, and you don't get a sense of where we are in terms of what was projected to be accomplished. Because of course, I guess that's not in keeping with the political agenda. So we'll see how it goes. Um, agriculture gets a little more. I don't know how um, effective. Oh, the agri- agriculture, yeah. 
uh, 1.33 and housing just under a billion dollars so clearly they're going to ramp up some housing initiatives uh hdc is going to be split up into yes. several different agencies into three different companies yeah three different companies uh, an asset management company, company uh, uh facilities managed uh, an asset management company which is going to sell this stuff uh facilities management company and one other company which i forget i don't know how effective it will be in achieving HEC's mandate because if they want to pay they want to pay and mm -hmm. HEC's one of HEC's biggest issues is collections you know consistent collections um so we see how that goes uh HEC is now under Minister Rob Robinson she's not so yeah yeah and and they're going to spend some more money I think he said was it's $1.5 billion, $500 million, is it? Yeah, yeah, $500 million being being spent on upgrading properties or completing properties that, are, that will be gone but stored. Mm -hmm. $500 million, another $500 million to be paid to contractors, et cetera, who they owed money for in terms of, in terms of housing projects. Um, for HDC and another 500 million to deal with the with new houses to uh, to build from scratch. Mm -hmm. So it's 1.5 billion to deal with that. And uh, public utilities 2.823 billion. So I know that uh, we had a lot also about digitization. Uh, which is crawling along yeah. at a, a snail well, well, he did say, I remember in last year's budget, Paul, if you wanted to, if you wanted some level of um, accountability, in last year's budget, he said that an e-identification system would be in place by the end of 2022. I think he said, even though he referenced it again as part of the digitization process and e-identification and, and the rollout of that. So I don't know if it's now deferred to 2023. Well, obviously it is. And, um, and I'm not so sure. He didn't give any details as far as I'm aware of what that is going to encompass. But he talked, I, but you're right. He did talk a lot about digitization. Well, he, mm -hmm. well, I shouldn't say a lot, but he talked at a certain point about digitization and how that's going to make um, government more efficient and more um, cost sensitive, and so that things will be less expensive because you'll be able to access them. E-payment platforms too. He talked about and e-commerce and but e-payment um, to put the government is obviously intent on facilitating e-payment solutions. Um, like PYs, which I think was recently granted a license by the Central Bank um, to facilitate those kind of transactions and cashless transactions and how money is moved around electronically. We did talk about that as part well, of the... Excuse me if I do get too excited with that digitization. It's, it's dragging along to, at lower than, slower than a snail's pace. Trying to get too excited. It's taking very long. Right, new companies for oil and gas, road repairs and housing. More directors, CEOs and managers to pay. 
Think about it. Well, the companies he talked about the trying to be yes uh, three three agencies being created under agency so think about how much new uh boards and managers and sub managers yep 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 what do you think that is about there was something else that was created too not under agc i can't remember what it is but i kind of perused the document but it's long but it's four hours he took not so more than I find I find that is way too long. I find it should not be more than thirty minutes. I ha- you have no argument with me there. That it should just it, this is you do anyway. Exactly, and, the and that's going well, together. It's now well. online. And, the pundits going to pundify in any and, case. Yeah, exactly. That took for a political statement. With, with which is really, as we always say, just a projection because a lot of it do come true. You never hear about what ain't come true. Or what is accomplished in a, in a real sense and how much it costs. So you have Tobago got a little more too, not so? Hmm? Tobago got a little more. Tobago got less. Well, he said Tobago is getting more than it's ever gotten. Didn't he say something along that line? Didn't he say something along that line? Yeah. Somebody, but but I don't have to look. That's not what Fadi Augustine's saying. So um, that's what Minister of Finance said. Well, yeah. all right, Richard Peoples. Yes, I do. Let's get into it, bro. Well, let me start with the Daily Express. So it's post the budget day, and um, and let's see what the headlines of the newspapers went with. So on the front page of the Daily Express, fuel fury. Um, citizens vex over another price increase. Rowley calls for understanding. Premium up by one dollar. Super um, to, to seven seventy-five, seven dollars and seventy-five cents. Super is six dollars and ninety-seven cents. And diesel is now four dollars and forty-one cents. And kerosene is now four dollars and fifty cents per liter. Um, not happy. Protesters display placards highlighting their displeasure with fuel and food prices opposite the Red House on Abercrombie Street. Porter's Spain before the presentation of the 2022-2023 budget in Parliament yesterday. That's one of the pictures, and there's also uh, a full picture of, um, well, uh, there's, oh, sorry, not full picture, but a large picture of Colm Imber pointing. Full budget speech inside, okay? Um, on the back page of the Daily Express, Body of missing UE worker found, and it's also a wraparound with um, opposition leader Kamala Pesad Vesessa um, greets protesters upon arrival at the Red House. Keeping order, police officers look on as protesters display placards opposite the Red House yesterday. And gas, Russia gas station attendant pumps fuel yesterday at the NP service station in Tragic Road as motorists rush to fill their tanks. It ain't looking like no big rush to me in this picture express because I go to that gas station all the time and that ain't what a rush to that gas station looks like. All right, so that's the Daily Express. The news day for today, front page. Um, give and take, no tax on $7,500 of income, more help for SMEs, Dollars for health workers, gate expanded. Fuel goes up again. Flat no to unions. 
ferry fee for over 60. So people who are over 60, that free ride you used to get on the ferry is done. Now yep. they want you to so pay $25. You, you and Paul are to spend money now. I don't know. I don't know why they did away with that though. You know, let the people over 60, you know. Yeah, what percentage is that? Travel free. I don't but I mean it's a growing number. But yeah, there's a growing travel number. free. I don't have a problem with that. Pay more to fly to Tobago. I think the Tobago cost went up. Fifty dollars um, more. And uh, well, rapt One attention, way. the main pick test shows poisoned baby had COVID and rapt attention. Patrons at the carrot shed bar in Marabella watch the television as finance minister come in but gave his budget speech on Monday. Oh, that's obviously post picture. Y'all were drinking, punching, and just post for that picture. Y'all couldn't care less what was going on on that TV. Don't pretend. The back page. Jesus, <laughs> no. On the back page of the Trinidad Tobago Newsday, Fatima Thump Pleasantville 5 0. Wow. So defending SSFL champs Naparima dominates Speyside and Ember Lord's athletes' achievements for 2022. We didn't really talk about sport. They did talk about sport. And the Trinidad Diego Guardian for today. What headline did the Guardian go with? Poor man takes another hit in Ember's $57.6 billion budget. Gas gone up again. Public upset at hike on heels of pandemic shock. Premium was six seventy five. It's now seven seventy five. Super was five ninety seven. It's now six ninety seven. Well, you all know the you all know the um the drill. And there's a motorist, a picture of a motorist filling up his gas at a at a gas station, filling up his tank at a gas station. And on the back page, it's a wraparound. Imber tells unions government not moving from four percent. Um, increased personal income tax from eighty four thousand to ninety thousand a year. Anyone earning $7,500 or less will be exempt from income tax from January 1st. $210 million bonus package for just over 20,000 healthcare workers. $1,000 one-time transport grant to all recipients of social grants. That I didn't understand because how are you knowing who needs the grant? What do they have to do to prove I need $1,000 for gas? that's what i think it was for airbridge increased from 150 to 200 dollars one way effective january 1st 2023 seabridge people over 60 to pay 25 dollars one way standard so they, they have to pay now pay 50 dollars then standard ticket raised from 50 dollars to 75 dollars one way effective january 1st it to be provided to anyone who accessed it at lower levels Diploma, associate degree, or lower levels, tax amnesty on penalties and interests in taxes owed up to December 2021. Amnesty will run from November 14, 2022 to February 17, 2023. And that's it. Our three dailies this morning. All right. Um, before we get into this morning's poll, let's close off. Uh, yesterday's poll, of course, let me just hit a refresh. I can get all the votes in. Uh, our poll yesterday, do you agree with the industrial court order mandating teachers to report for school? That was yesterday. Do you agree with it? Results after this. Every Sunday, enjoy brunch at the Cascadia Hotel for an introductory price of only $99. Brunch time runs from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
Kids five and under, accompanied by an adult, eat for free. <laughs> so bring the entire family and enjoy in this delicious feast every Sunday at the Cascadia Hotel. Don't miss out. Call 235-4554 and make your reservation now. Brunch at the Cascadia Hotel for an introductory price of only $99. Special conditions apply. It's hot, hot, hot. Furniture Plus September mattress sale is sizzling. Get therapeutic mattresses starting from just $999. Plus, free gifts when you buy select Serta and Sealy mattresses. Available with cash and higher purchase plans. Check press and social media for details. All right. Yesterday's poll, do you agree with the industrial court's order mandating teachers to report for school, which was yesterday? 76% said Yes, 76. This morning's poll. Well, this morning's poll, of course, is naturally going to concentrate on the budget that was Mm -hmm. read yesterday. So our poll this morning, are you satisfied the 2022-2023 budget will move the country forward? Are you satisfied that the 2022-2023 budget will move the country forward? That's our poll this morning. Let us know what you think. So, um, 222-TALK, 222-8255, North Americans, you can also weigh in on the poll, 866-525-1099. And people on the web and the app, you know what to do to send your vote using the messaging portal on those respective platforms. Our poll, one more time, are you satisfied that the 2022 to 2023 budget will move the country forward. That's our poll this morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Let got those hits in. Good morning to you, Rena Budu Jennings. Rampage, good morning to you as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rampage. That's an everyday thing. Um, him and his companion, both of them, every day, having a... A bath right after Republic Bank on Abercrombie Street. Everything is done there. Chris Toussaint, good morning to you. All right. Ish out in Malik, good morning, buddy. He says, no. All right. Thank you so much, Ish. Keep those hits coming via our mobile app and our website at paul12fm.com. All right. Um, so are you satisfied that the 2022-2023 budget will move the country forward. That's our poll. Yeah. All right, let's grab this call. Good morning, caller. Good morning. I said good morning, Sandy Grandy. No. All right, Grandy, thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, 222-8255, North Americans, 866-525-1099. All right, let's see. Run, no. All right. All right, so far. Okay. Um, Keep those hits coming. Again, we're asking you, are you satisfied with the 2022-2023 budget? Will it move the country forward? Yes or no? That's our poll. Mm-hmm. Mogi is out in Aruka. 
Uh, yes to the poll. All right. Um, Renu Halasi, DJ Ray says, morning. Uh, he's asking, what is the total budget altogether? 57.6 billion around. That's the total budget. Yeah. Uh, Peter and Judy in Charlotte, that's what they say. <laughs> Again, um, Peter says no, but Judy says yes. In terms of the projects, Solomon Hotroy Highway Extension, Church Louisville Highway Extension, Valencia to Toko, uh, also they've mentioned the, the Diego Martin Vehicular Pedestrian Bridge, Anna Robinson Tobago integrated fishing pond facilities. Uh, the Richard, you'd like to hear us. The Toko port is at an advanced stage of the environmental impact assessment. Now, I mean, anytime soon. San Fernando waterfront redevelopment. Uh, Kings Wharf, new fishing facility, new coastal protection system, commercial residential quarters being relocated, public transport. Transport Service Corporation maintenance facility relocated from Lady Hills Avenue. Uh, yeah. And some housing development projects. Yeah. Renu Halasi says new. Paula, new, very optimistic. Uh, Miss Ingrid, sadly, new. Whew. Central Animal Lover says yes to the poll. Uh, no IMF in sight. Carol Guevara, Wagwan. Yes. All right. 222-8255-612-8255. North Americans. 866-525-1099. All right. Are you satisfied that the 2022-2023 budget will move the country forward yeah and good news actually he says that they point fourteen. well san fernando to point fourteen mm -hmm. highway will be completed in 2023 mm. along that building now but th that's been building for years yes they said it'll be completed in 2023 so that will bring some relief mm. in heading down to point I mean, when you pass, you see some of it, and it does look, you know, impressive in parts. But it's so in confusing. Parts. And, in know, parts. And how long the Maracas Road took to build? It, so, it, so it's, it, they really need to build um, a proper highway down to all parts, even straight down to Cedras and Ecarthas, quite frankly. Because yeah. those seaside villages can be branded and sold as tourist spots, in my opinion. Yeah, who did yesterday with that? I've never been to Cedras, eh? You can have their own unique brand. Never been to Cedras. Yeah, neither have I, so that's why we, we decided to just took the drive, yeah, yeah. That's like Richard, I took a uh, road trip to Cedras with friends years ago. I went to Cedras twice. It is not as far as you think if we had the proper roads. Yep. Yep. Because when you, when you get off the highway to just to point, it's when the, you get another a one and a half added to your trip, basically. Probably two hours, depending on how bad the road is. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so it's it's not an it, the problem is the roads. Not it's not really a, a huge distance, but for the bad roads. Mm -hmm. 
right? And I'm going to one if you're actually on a road. <laughs> True. <laughs> I went to Rio Claro one time. Oh, my goodness. Am I wrong, Richard? Uh, yes, this is a road? This, this is actually a road? Or yeah. is this some pitch forth from this guy here? Yeah. All right. Got some more votes before we head to 7 o'clock news. Uh, Beefy Smith says no. Same old song. Launch Park says no. Ms. Maloney says yes. M-E-B. Um, Thank you for choosing Power Water 2 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.